I'm the leprechaun, guard. <laughs> no, man. Seriously, stop it. <laughs> not funny, man. <laughs> no, fine. I'm. <laughs> it sucks as it cuts. It certainly does suck. It's sucking my will to live. <laughs> what a fantastic film. Yo, people poop on that movie for no, so good. no good fucking reason. That movie's funny as shit. A gun rack. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate a rack. What the hell am I going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> Wait, if you're not careful, you're going to lose me. That's such a that's such a Midwestern <laughs> gift too. <laughs> oh, we're also rolling. Oh, well, I saw some today that well, not today it was actually last week that just bugged the shit out of me. Oh, um, I think I know what this is. All right, then what do you think it is? The Sebastian Maniscalco clip. No. Okay, what is it then? Not at all. Um. I was in Duncan, as I tend to be. What? And there was a guy in there, I'd say early, mid-50s, two kids on each of his arms, a boy and a girl, right? A fate worse than death. I'd say the boy was probably around 13, the girl's probably around 16, right? But he's got his arms around them, like on their shoulders, like holding them all closed massaging their shoulders and they've got their arms around like his like small of his back and stuff and they're all just like and they wouldn't let go of each other sounds mad gay to the point where they had to go sideways into the door to get in ew then he sat like this sat like in line like that and he ordered for everybody i was just like the fuck what is wrong like what's wrong with people if like, I can understand if your kid's mad little. Yeah. Right? But if the kid's old enough to where you can get your arms around his shoulders without having to drop your arm at all, it's too old for that type of PDA. Yeah, when you're nearly height to height. And maybe I'm just mad because my parents never, like, would stand within five feet of me <laughs> Didn't in public. touch you. <laughs> yeah, or touch me at all. But I was like, that was just fucking weird. Like, I'd say it was creepy, but, like, it's just the gross. kids were definitely reciprocating. Like, I'm not saying they were asking for it, but it's like... It's obviously learned behavior. I was just like... I get loving your kids and loving your parents. I get it. But, like, hug your dad or mom or sister or brother or whatever for, like, a couple seconds and then just get to the task at hand. Like, it's not like they were just, like, sauntering through the park. They were going into Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee or whatever. They were patronizing a store. An, an establishment. establishment. Exactly. And it's like, all right, dude. Pick like pick it up again when you leave Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? Get a, what you're saying is get a room. <laughs> or no, I'm not even saying that. Like I'm not even I'm like, but look, this what the, how you're positioned right now is obviously making it difficult for you to perform the task at hand. Well, and the people around you clearly. It's like cut it out. Like he was no, they weren't like in the way of anybody else around them. But I was just like, I was just getting annoyed by it. I was just like, dude. Like they probably still kiss their dad on the lips. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which you should probably stop doing around, I'd say seven. You know, but still, I was just like, that's fucking like gross, dude. If not before, like just gross. I wish I could remember how old I was when my dad stopped doing that shit. Probably around seven. 
Did your dad ever walk with you with his arm around you like that, though? Like, around your shoulders? No. Like, when I was a young lad, of course he held my hand. Because I was a child. Right. But other than that, that's as far... That's the only baseball you ever got to, me and old <laughs> pap. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I was just like, that's fucking weird. It's like how they, like... How they used to portray, like, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn when they were going down to the fishing hole shoulder and shoulder and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you, like, why are you fucking straddling your kids like they're your old army buddies? It's like, what the fuck, dude? I was just freak. Like, I wasn't, like, grossed out or anything by it, but I was just like, that's just, you're annoying. It's a bit much. You're annoying. Like, stop it. Like, how how hard did you hit those kids? So now you have to keep doing this to prove that you've changed. What are you so sorry for? <laughs> yeah. What are you making up for? Like, how many of their pets did you smother that you got to keep doing this to say, look, guys, I've changed. Maybe I can have more than alternate weekends. You know, it's like. You think it's you think it was his weekend or his day or his like. Yeah. Two days and he's making up for. Time yeah. It's, it's his it's his one weekend a month. Ugh. And it's like, they obviously really missed him. I was just like... Also, fuck them for being so gay about it. <laughs> like, the only time I've seen that and it's even, like, remotely, like, passable is, like, when you see, like, people on vacation and they're walking down a boardwalk like that. I guess. That's... I was like, I'm not saying completely. I'm saying mildly tolerable. But this was in... An occasion. This was in Newcastle County at a Dunkin' Donuts... During the week, just just some like, Duncan. Unless like you, hey, we're going to fucking uh, vacation to Route Seven. It's like fuck out of here, dude. That was just that just bothered the shit out of me. That's a fate worse than death. Yeah. Where, where are we going, Dad? Oh, you'll never believe this. That, and that's probably why he only had like one weekend a month with him. God Almighty. The mom's probably like, yeah, I fucking take care of them all month, and you get three days, and you take them to Newcastle County. Yep. You What's wrong him, with that? You take them to Pike Creek. <laughs> the kids love the Land Hope Farms. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's a faraway destination. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fucking weird. I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> now, my dad has before, like, thrown his arm around me for, like, a couple steps and given me a hug. Yeah. And then a nice release. Yeah, yeah a catch and release. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's probably got his arm around you, holding you close to him for, I'd say, five seconds. Yeah, good. Love you, son. I love you, buddy. Maybe muster your hair a bit, you know. Now, get out of here. Take Smack off. you on the ass as you walk away. Yeah, you old rascal. He did do that for mad long. Well, my dad used to do that to me, too, just to fucking embarrass the shit out of me. That must be it. Because it fucking drove me crazy. But I don't know why he would keep putting his fingers in, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad didn't love me enough to finger me. But, uh, yeah, it's just like there's a certain age where it's like, stop doing that. Yeah, stop it. Unless, stop like, that. I think the only, unless, like, maybe, like, they were kidnapped, like, 10 years ago, and oh. he had just gotten them back from the kid, like, they finally found them. He Stockholmed them? No, like, they finally found the kids after, like, 10 years of them being away. Oh, and he's... And he's like, I'm never going to let you go, Jimmy and Tiffany. Again, making up for lost time. Yeah. Either way, it's his fault. Yep. You should have been minding your kids better. Yep. And now you're fucking creeping everybody out at the Dunkin' Donuts on Route 7. Especially me. And I don't even know you. Yeah. 
So stop it. Yeah. Stop that. Stop that. I'm just trying to fucking have a cup of coffee, maybe a blueberry muffin, and all I keep thinking of is how much my parents don't love me. And thanks for bringing that up on, like, a fucking Thursday, you dirty piece of shit. This was last week? Yeah. Last Thursday. I meant to bring it up on the main feed, but then we just got sidetracked. Yeah. How, how did you think that went? What? The man, the the episode we did. It was good. I love. I thought it was fucking great. We're really good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the best podcast that ever existed. Yeah, I'd say number one, if not yeah. one point five. Yeah. Tied uh, exactly. Tied right behind uh, uh, Chip Chipperson. <sighs> R.I.P. Man. <laughs> I'm really upset that that fucking thing. What are, you, what are you doing over there, autism man? I'm playing with this uh, sign. I was thinking of something though. This is a, a, a hypothetical. If you had the ability to yeah. go to any three points in time, yes, what three points in place would you pick for your three? I uh, number one without without any fucking question. I want to go see the origin of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. If it was done by aliens or literally slave labor i want to see it and i want to know i have a similar one to that it's not exactly the same but it's similar um you got two more i think i would like to go back to the uh the race in the la river in the movie grease (laughs) (laughs) fucking what (laughs) <laughs> you remember when Danny Zuko and Kaneki no! had the, the race at the end of Greece? No. They had a they had a winner takes all race at the end of the movie in the LA River. And it was riveting. I offer you any time and place in history and you pick a movie. Mhm. Oh, I hope they fucking race over your corpse. But th- I think I think that time period specifically. Why? Because your hair looks like it? Because I'm Smarter and funnier and stronger and more quick-witted than all of them kids. So basically, you're just trying to fuck Olivia Newton-John. Uh, would. Certainly <laughs> would. Especially then. Why wouldn't I? I just... What's number three? I don't know. I just... <laughs> it went from the origin of the pyramids to... You're the one that I want. <laughs> you, you fucking stink. <laughs> you stink. Holy shit, dude. And uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to hear what number three is. Man, tough. <laughs> the premiere of uh, <laughs> Police Academy 2. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be a bit much. Jesus Um... I don't know if you even deserve a third after your second one. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Maybe uh, the filming of uh, like a special that I really like. Maybe um, you're boring. I can't. I can't think of one that's good enough to give as a concrete answer. So you're fucking. Boring. Well, then what's yours then, Jack? You could fucking experience... Like, yo, the pyramid answer was a fucking great answer. That's the only one I've ever thought about at length. Yeah. And then the other ones are just like, shit, just (laughs) anybody could have done. Does it sound like I might be thinking of them on the spot? (laughs) 
it's like, <laughs> do you ever think at all about like hypothetical shit? Like when you're just like by yourself? I don't. So it's pretty much like Homer Simpson with the monkey with the symbols crashing in his head 24 hours a day. It's more of like waves crashing on a beach. Just Jesus peaceful. Christ. I want to see him make the pyramids. It's like, I want to see... Don't you? Dane Cook, who is the sweatiest special ever. You fucking stink. Ugh. Now, similar to your fucking pyramid one, I want to go... I don't know when it is exactly... But bef- any time within about 10 years of before the ice started to form on Antarctica. What, just to see the, the Just land? to see what it was like. Pre-Antarctica, before it became a giant block of ice when it was just a small continent with a couple islands. Like, it's fresh off of the breaking of Pangaea? That, or even like, was there people there? Was there animals there? What was there before it became a big fucking chunk of ice? What did it look like? Exactly. That's a that's a good answer. And then I was going to say, you know, when, how did, when life started. But then you're like, I wouldn't have anywhere to stand. I don't really give a shit. I also don't have any place to stand. Because what? You're going to go the day the earth was created when it was like molten hot. Yeah. So you're standing on it and you just fucking melt. That sucks. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's mad gay. And since I don't know for a fact that Atlantis existed, I can't go to when that was still above water. So I was like, I want to see before ice started to develop on Antarctica. There was people there, shit like that. If, yeah. I also want to see the creation of the Nazca Lines in Peru. What's that? There are these lines that are um, they're formed in rock and dirt and shit in Nazca, Peru. They're called the Nazca Lines. And no one really knew what they were until air travel was finally invented and, reg- and a regular thing when pilots were going over Peru and looking down and seeing giant shapes carved in to the surface of the, of the Nazca plateaus in Peru. Mm. And like from a bird's eye view or higher, you know, people are saying, oh, aliens. It's like uh, crude drawings of animals, uh, people. And a bunch of other shit. Just Google it. There's like a I've tons never, of images. I've never even heard of this. That's yeah. cool as shit. And it's like, uh, it's like drawings of, and it's also just drawings on of animals that didn't exist. That scientists don't think existed in Peru, like monkeys. They're just like all these like crazy drawings that you could only see if you're looking down from a high, and I mean high elevation. And they're huge pictures. Huh? They're huge like drawings. It's not like little small things where you got to zoom in. You could just like put your head outside and see giant like one looks like a big hummingbird. So these are like crop circle size, but they're etched into like hard surfaces. That's nuts. And this was actually done that like they carbon dated the areas like around the Nazca lines, and it predates even remote most civilizations, let alone any kind of air travel. So people are like, "Why the fuck are they there?" And the the Nazca people were pretty much just normal farming village they corn grains wheat shit like that that's it so why were they carving this shit if they were the ones who carved it yeah they're just fucking lowly farmers those two and obviously the last one the last day of earth Mm. i want to see how it ends that's a pretty fucking good answer too i've never thought that far ahead just like you know when how 
just is it sudden or is it just fucking over time people everybody just goes extinct and then it just keeps going just slowly it's so like, that one can either be really fucking interesting or extremely fucking boring. Yeah, like if if it goes the latter way, you'd have to like you well first of all, this theoretical placing of you would have to put you wherever the last and would, human or humans were. And I would want to have to have it in a place where I could be caught up on how it got to this to how it got to this. Like downloaded kind of? Or something like that. Or if they're just like, even if it's like a fucking, it's, I know it'll probably be. Here, watch this YouTube video. <laughs> I know. Like it'll, yeah. Right? It's in a really dimly lit dining room. But uh, <laughs> even if it's just something as simple as like a library or a newspaper, like what led to the end of the fucking civilization? You walk down the street and there's newspapers on the street, like end times. Yeah. Like, or if I want to get, because I want to get there, you know, maybe within like five days of it ending. So you're kind of like, all right, so if it's a sudden thing, whatever, you're dead, who cares? And two was like, if it's not, all right, let's see what's going actually going to happen. Because if it's something like a fucking meteor hits and we just explode, all right. But what if it's something gradual? You still want to kind of know what led up to that point. Yeah, because like I was like, if it's the latter and people just slowly, slowly die off, you'd have to be placed to where the last surviving people were and they would just you just basically watch them slowly die yeah and that's boring and i can't figure out if i want to go to when the planet itself dies whereas planet earth ceased to exist or if i want to go to when just when civilization ends i think civilization yeah. would be more interesting because earth is just as finite as we are it's just take, going to take a much much longer time and my honorary mention is there used to be a planet between Mars and Jupiter that got destroyed and turned into a small asteroid belt. I would like to see what that was going on there before that happened. I thought that was the asteroid belt of the the Milky Way. It used to be. No, it used to be a planet between Mars and Jupiter. It got hit by something and just destroyed it, and now it's just like a small, tiny asteroid belt in there. All the ones that they say are going to hit us over the, the past... Your lifetime and mine have all come from that little ring of asteroids. Interesting. Yeah. The, the most recent one I heard of is that there's one that's like the size of the Titanic that's going to miss yeah. us. That's crazy. To yeah, think but about it all something. comes from that same thing. That's nuts to but think they of don't, something that big. They don't know like what type of planet it was. Was it like... Well, obviously it wasn't like one of those gas giant planets. It was one that actually had a hard surface. Mass, yeah. So it could have been, you know, something along the lines of Mars or something along the lines of Earth or one of those, but Mercury. Yeah. You know. So that the the end of the end of civilization, how the Nazca lines were made, and what Antarctica what was popping in Antarctica before <laughs> it became a popsicle. <laughs> There's Eskimos just rapping and stuff. I mean, because they think, like, <laughs> there was, like, there. this is obviously not proven at all, but everybody thinks there was an advanced civilization that lived on Antarctica and they just froze over and they all fucking died. Mm. Or there was a mass exodus from there because they were actually, they posit that they were capable of sea travel and people left Antarctica and seeded other areas of the world. And that's how the flood myth came to be hmm. because you know how like many ancient civilizations have a story of a flood 
you got Noah, but then there's like South American versions, mm-hmm. Aborigine versions, it's Indian a, versions. The tale is yeah. old as fuck, yeah. So they think maybe when everything went fucking gnarly in uh, Antarctica, people were just like, all right, let's get the fuck out of Antarctica and move off. Because they said it used to be way higher in uh, latitude than where it is now. Mm. Just because the earth just shifted and everything moved. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That's the shit I think about when I'm just bored. Mm. I don't, I I wish I was more than just service level, apparently. Fuck. I think about, <laughs> I think about my own life and, like, f- my my own future more than just right. hypotheticals. How about this, then? You got a bucket list? Of places I want to go or things I want to do? Yes. Uh, Both. Yeah, I have a couple things. I would love to see the Great Wall, mm. just because of its sheer size and like en- the engineering. You uh, might as well go out and just see all the all those Seven Wonders. I, some I'd like to see some of them because there's some. One- if you have the opportunity, why not see all seven? I don't care about most of them. But like, if the opportunity is there, and it's, you're just like you can, you can just go. I'm, okay, so if I'm, if why I'm would like, you turn down adventure? If I'm passing through Paris, like oh, the Eiffel Tower is 15 minutes that way. You want to yeah. go see it? I'd be like, eh, fuck it, why not? Or the Leaning Tower or something. Yeah. But I'm more focused on like, I would like to go back to Stonehenge one day. You went before? Yes, I was. A, a, fuck, dude. The only time I've ever left the country was one time. My some of my mom's witchy friends moved to the countryside in England. Damn, and they, Kathy, they invited. There? No, this is pre-Kathy. Boo. It was Ian and her other friend, like Georgia or whatever, Ugh. whatever his wife's name is. No one something, knew Ian's ever done anything worthwhile. Something British. But they invited us out there, and we were in England for about a week when I was in second grade, and like the first day or two, we were in London. But the rest, we went to the country. Like, I saw a fucking Stonehenge with my own eyes when I was a little kid. And I was too small to fully grasp, like, yeah. anything significant back then. But I was still there, and I saw it in front of me. So like, you're saying right now, if someone was like, look, it's not, it's n- none of this cost is going to come out of your pocket. I'm All going. you need to give up is the time. I'm and, going. And someone's just like, we will take you to every single one of the Seven Wonders of the of the modern world because the seven wonders changes constantly well like it's not always the same like the og seven wonders aren't the same as they are now i, I never knew that i, yeah, they I was change. associate they some change of them. because the, you because you're constantly discovering new shit yeah well one well one of the seven wonders is my number one which on is the, list, the great pyramids the great pyramids and the great wall are two i don't think will ever change Nah, they're too incredible. Yeah. But... Like, I, I don't think, like, the Colossus of Rhodes is still on the list. I don't even know what that is. It's just a giant Colossus in Rhodes. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a giant stone statue in Rhodes. Where's Rhodes? Italy. Uh, it's... It's one of the biggest... It is still one of the biggest statues in the world. The biggest yeah. one is either in India or China. Yeah, I'd a, like to see, see that's the thing. Like, the Colossus of Rhodes was a shit... But this was, remember, they first established Seven Wonders of the World, I don't know, like 1600s or so, if not before. And then, like, this is before, like, people were, like, regularly going to India, to China, to Japan, even, like, Australia and shit like that. So, it's like, this is before, they they said, this is the great Seven Wonders of the World, before they had seen the world. So, 
naturally one of the greco-roman like european things would be on there yeah so if someone's like yeah we're gonna take sure you got off the time you get paid time off work all your expenses are covered oh yeah we just you just need to take the time out and we'll sponsor you just to go around and see the seven wonders i'm going yeah why why the fuck wouldn't you uh, the world is out there for us to experience. I'm going yeah. to go do it. Yeah. If I, especially if I have the chance and stuff. Yeah. So great pyramids. Uh, the Sphinx is right there. I'm yeah. eternally jealous that my mom got to do it. I think it's funny that she didn't take you. She was like kind of beating herself up about it because it was so expensive. She couldn't take me and it was, it was, wow. it was cost preventive. And she, and I was like, listen, if there's one thing I understand, it's not being able to save an extra $5,000 to bring me somewhere. Because I would love to go. You should still guilt trip her like on her deathbed. Oh, I'm still gonna. I'll, it's like, bitch, I could have seen the pyramids. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still gonna. I'll hang it over her head for yeah. sure. I would like to see the. Um, Imagine if you actually got to go see see him get built. Right before she passes on this mortal coil, his whisper is like, "I know who built them." That would be fucking hysterical. Damn, that's my girl. She was there, Indiana Janice. <laughs> Damn. And like I said, the Sphinx is right there, too. See? Fucking sick, dude. I wouldn't understand someone's like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, what the fuck You're is a fucking wrong with dumbass you? if you think like, like what that. What is wrong with you? You're an idiot. So, what else is on your list, though? The the um, the Aztec, or the, the, the pyramids at Chichen Itza. And some of the, like... Uh, uh, Trying to hang out with Quet- Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl, sure. <laughs> and any of those Aztec ruins, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Because that's over here. I could, in theoretically... If you, you could walk there. You If it'd take a really long time, but, <laughs> but I could, could get there. there. <laughs> I'm, I was thinking car, but... You could walk there, dude. Why don't you do that? I'll be right Pull like a Forrest Gump. We'll, pull, be, we'll be right back. Pull like a Forrest Gump and just be like, yo, walking down to Chichen Itza. <laughs> that'd be sick. Yo. That'd be fucking sick. Have you ever seen those people who make it a huge deal that they hike the Appalachian Trail? Yeah. You could just dunk on them. I would dunk constantly. Oh, that's cute. You walked from Georgia to Maine. Yeah. Guess what I did? You start in the Arctic Circle and you walk all the way down to the bottom tip of South America. <sighs> and then next time they have their little fucking mountain climber club or whatever, you just. Like, oh, you scaled Everest? That's cute. Just eat a dick because I just scaled North and South America. <laughs> I, I Top went, to bottom. I crossed over the fucking prime meridian or the equator, whichever one. It's the equator. I crossed over the fucking equator. What did you do? You fucking pussies. I did it on foot. Oh, you paid $40,000 <laughs> to scale Everest? Great job. <laughs> I, I hoofed it. Good job. Damn. I'm trying to think. There's got to be more. It makes my bucket list really stupid. Sound really stupid. I uh, I wish I could think of one more thing. I can't. So what's what's on yours? Mine is the shit in every ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include seas or just the major Oceans. ones? Just the major Ocean. ones: Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic, Antarctic. Because uh, there's yeah. the Mediterranean Sea. There's the Black Sea. Well, I, if I, once I cross off all the oceans, <laughs> the Bering Strait. <laughs> once I cross off the oceans, maybe I could like go down to like the seas. You know what I mean? Like find out what all seven of the seas are that fucking Aquaman was always talking about, and just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go shit in all of them." 
So far, I've only crossed off the Atlantic. You better start with the A's and B's. Well, I did. I started with the Atlantic. <laughs> the, Bal- took, the Baltic. I took a shit in the Atlantic Ocean. That's it. I've never even seen the Pacific Ocean. I don't. I, I have, but it was just in a car. I've never seen it. I've only been in an airplane once, and it was to Orlando. It's blue. <laughs> That's it's, all. It's flat now. <laughs> but, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's pretty much the same shit. Just I want to see. I want to go to Japan's on the list. I'd see that, yeah. Japan's, I want, I, that's what, that's my, if you said, you can go anywhere you want, all expense paid trip, wherever the fuck you want to go, Japan would be my first pick. It's like, we leave Friday. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, let's go. I want to go to Japan. It's my dad's second favorite place he's ever been. What's his first? Um, Seaford? No, um, (laughs) I think Denmark. Hmm, Okay. Specifically Denmark because it's 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 beautiful it's it's breathtaking it's like all he said every everywhere you turn your head people are hot especially women they're tall and gorgeous. I figure though if I'm ever going to go overseas to a foreign country, and I've been to foreign countries, but Canada and Mexico don't fucking count. They're not foreign. But if I go overseas to a, a foreign country, I want to go where they don't look like me. Or talk like me. or You know what I mean? I don't want to go to fucking England. Like, yo, if someone's like, yo, I'll give you an all-expense-paid trip to England. It's free. I'd be like, all right, let's go. No problem. But if I had, like, my choice, like, England would probably be the bottom of my list. I'm sure it's great. But I'd rather go someplace like, you know, fucking Japan. That's my, that would be the number one on my list. And probably Australia after that. Or New Zealand. That's one. New Zealand probably first. Because all the... I love sci-fi, right? I love sci-fi movies so much. All the really good sci-fi movies are filmed in New Zealand. And there's the landscapes you see in these movies that are barely digitally touched up at all. They're like, these places exist. Well, look at Lord of the Rings. Have you seen the movie Prometheus? No. Oh. I've, it's always it's been on my list forever and ever. Oh, I've never such sat a with great it. movie. I might watch it tonight. It's a great fucking movie. Just the beginning is like... It's just like this crazy, it's like pre-civilization, just waterfalls, natural landscapes, stuff. It's just beautiful. And just I found out that it's actually a place in New Zealand, and they didn't do, and the only thing they digitally touched up was they animated a character into it. Or That's it. Maybe, wow. Not even brightness or nothing? No, it's just how it looks. That's like nuts. gray, like gray sand, waterfalls. And I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Damn. Cause I'm not like a beach dude, really, but just like yeah, like the Lord of the Rings, all that's just New Zealand, and you're just like, why wouldn't I want to see these places? Yeah, A- after my friends uh, Angie and James got married, and they once I saw their honeymoon, it inspired me. Someday I'd like to go to Croatia. Croatia's incredible looking, cause it's 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 another another part of the world that's thousands of years older than America. Yeah. And like it's it's apparent in the in the architecture and the landscape, the water is like a like beautiful blue and like there's like stone everywhere. It's fucking sick. Jungle. Oh, another place I want to see is the catacombs under Paris. That'd be fucking nice too. That'd be sick. I I remember uh I read a book about them and then I saw a horror movie about them. And I was like I got to see it. I remember seeing like a WHYY or some some kind of TV special about it 
a long when I was a yeah. little kid, and I was like, "What the fuck? There's that. There's skulls in the ground. Yeah, and tunnels. It's like a maze, and it's real. And not just like one or two skulls, like tons, like tens. It's, it's of, all like, like plague victims, yeah, and shit like that. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see that shit. It's crazy. I want to go to Chernobyl. I want to see a giant city that's completely empty. Like the only one I saw, there's one in uh, North Jersey. Uh, three Mile Island? No, it was a Three Mile Islands in Pennsylvania. Oh, um, uh, New Jersey. It was this place up around like Patterson area, I think, if I remember correctly. But what it was, it was just like a city built around like a textile factory or something like that, and then uh, the factory outsourced all its work overseas. So work dried up. So everybody, the whole neighborhood, like the whole city around it, was people that worked at this place. And then when the place went overseas, all those people like had to go leave to go find work elsewhere. So it was just a city that was just abandoned. Hmm. And now it's just full of homeless people. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It's there's crazy. tons of places like that. Yeah. There's there's the one place that. There's one. There's a place in um. Uh, I forget the name of this town, but it's in. I want to say it's around Centralia, Pennsylvania. I've been there. And there's just an underground fire that's been burning for years. And it's so the place is unlivable. Like, if you leave a car on certain roads too long, their tires will melt. Mm. So it's like it's un- inhospitable to live there and shit like that. I just like think of it's cool just to go into an entire town or city that's just completely empty. That'd be, be wild crazy as to see. fuck. Yeah. I've been to Centralia before. It's a, it's in the middle of Pennsylvania somewhere, but yeah, it's like a coal mine fire that just keeps burning somehow, and so people had to leave because of fumes, heat. It's just not a place you can live anymore. I think that's what happened to Centralia. Maybe that's it then. I think so because I I I there's a there's a strip of road in Centralia that's like all fucked up from yeah from fire and shit and like. It's covered in graffiti and like people have been there, but you can, oh, yeah. there's pieces of the ground where you can have, there's smoke still coming out of it. I yeah. was there. There, there's those people where they call themselves, uh, like urban explorers mm-hmm. that go to places like that and just abandoned joints. And there's like abandoned cities like all around. There's a shit ton in the Midwest, just places that are like neighborhoods and small towns that build up around a factory. And then once the factory closed or whatever, everybody obviously, had to go elsewhere to find work. I remember hearing about one that was, uh, it was a town built around a factory and the factory made watches mm-hmm. and, uh, up and mad people were getting cancer and dying who worked in the factory because back then, obviously this is before like health code, yeah, work yeah. safety regulations. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, um, there were women whose job it was, was to paint, on the hands of the watch, the glow-in-the-dark shit. It was probably lead. It was some kind of chemical-based, and yeah. they almost all of them ended up dying, and their kids got birth defects and shit. And then, factory shut down, town shut down, the town's empty still. You know, it's funny, is stuff like that would have happened like, back in like like the 20s to, to up to like the 60s, where instead of like shutting that down and trying to find a different way to paint those watch hands or whatever... They would just outsource the work overseas and put the danger in another country. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this shit happened mostly to India. Like, India would just give, like, the horrible stuff that we don't want, like, poisoning our shores. 
we would have those factories open in India and just exploit their workforce. And, you know, fuck them if they get sick or, you know, deformed or whatever. Yeah, ain't over here. Yeah. It's it's terrible, but, yeah, shit actually happens, so. Capitalism, baby. That's nice and cheerful. On to something more fun. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, we were talking about this the other day. We were talking about the fact. Let me check on the camera real quick. I want to be sure. Okay. We good? Mm -hmm. We were talking. We were talking about the fact that I have never seen or heard a bit by the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> even though, and I'd never actually even heard his name till I'd say maybe six years ago. I just like, I, I didn't know who the fuck he was. And that he's you. one of the like most successful comedians in the United States. Yep. Or from the United States. Cause he's actually successful overseas out and shit too. He's global. And like he's like Gaffigan Seinfeld level yep. of famous and like uh, and obviously even though I don't I hate Jerry Seinfeld's comedy yeah of course I've seen it but yeah this is just a dude is like how have I never even accidentally seen anything from him so we were discussing who are the most paid or the most successful or whatever rich would you go richest I went. The the metric that I looked at was the comics who earn the most per show, which Trent usually like this this list kind of goes neck and neck with richest. The number one number one richest is Seinfeld. Yeah, he probably makes like two million per. At oh oh per show. Yeah, I he's the only one I only went on net worth. As far as wor- net worth, he's like a billionaire. He's about to be. He's worth $950 million. Because uh, before Seinfeld ended, they were like, yeah, we'll give you a million an episode or whatever. He was like, nah. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'll, t- yeah, I'll so. take residuals. What a fucking move. Yeah. And as much as I don't like the guy, I'm like, that's actually kind of a fucking boss-ass move. Yeah. All the smart people do that. Yeah. it's the, That's how 50 Cent got rich, too. Yeah. He took that deal with vitamin water. And they were like, we can pay you $250,000. And he goes, nah, I want $250,000 worth of shares in the company. And yeah. back then, they weren't that big yet. And then, they, like, look at, <laughs> look at how big they're, they're, neck, they're like neck and neck with, like, Coca-Cola and other big... I think they are owned by Coca-Cola now at this point. Probably. But either way, he became rich instantly. Bang, Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> talk about overrated as fuck. God, she got big tits though. Now, um, who do you think is the highest paid per show comic? Probably Jerry. It, oh, it's not Jerry. Really? Really? Think, highest paid per sh- per show per performance. Think hard. I'd say Kevin Hart. You'd be right. One million dollars per show he usually makes. I wonder what the I wonder what the fuck Jerry Seinfeld's making. I I could find it. Let's see. It only... can't be far off. No. Unless he does something crazy like a door deal. Well, um the difference the difference between making uh even a great door deal at a club, uh an appearance at a club will will like if a sold out show, not a weekend but a show at a club will make a comic on the high end about $20,000 for a show, but at a theater it's more like 70-80. Shit. Per show. 
per show earnings. Seinfeld. And I have a feeling he doesn't do a flat rate. Jerry? I have a feeling he'd probably do something like a door percentage. Or a percentage of ticket sales. I have a feeling he's got enough smart people in his corner that he knows a way to get more money out of it than just taking a flat fee. Yeah, he's been doing this a long time. Yeah. Back in the day, it, I don't know why, it, it it defaulted to the show Seinfeld. He made about $20,000 per episode back in the day. His first pay then doubled for each second and third season, which amounted to 1.4 mil. For seasons four and five, he earned 100000 per episode for a total of 7 mil. Let's see. Net worth. How, how many seasons did that go? I think like eight or nine. Okay. I was yeah. I was never a fan. I can't. I can't find his per show because all of this de- um, defaults back to the show Seinfeld. Yeah. But anyway, he's he's the richest net worth net worth wise. Now, who do you think's right behind him in uh, how um, per show? Who behind Kevin Hart? Hmm. I would it's gonna say make, it's going to make you angry. I would say probably Gaffigan. He's on the list, but he's not the second most. He's um, not even in the top five. So it's not Gaffigan. I'm trying to think here. Think commercially famous. Chris Rock? Nah. No. He's not even Jamie on the list. Jamie Foxx, maybe? He's not a stand-up. He was. He's probably done it, but he's never recorded a special, and I don't know of him ever even showing up to clubs. All these people are living? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not one dead person. Okay. We're not going like fucking old Rob Williams. Probably no. like someone like Steve Martin, I'd say. No? Female. Schumer? Schumer. She makes about huh. $500,000 per show. Then she should start doing more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, she should probably get funny first. <laughs> she just dropped the special, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hope no one picks it up. Dude. But, uh... She, like, she... Fuck, like, thank God she put Mark Norman on the map. She put a bunch... She used she, to put a bunch of people up. Yeah. And, like, sometimes she would come to O&A and do radio and hang. And yeah. apparently she's a great hang... Yeah. But she's just not funny. She does a lot of like the dudes we like on tour for yes. their first tours and stuff. Norton. Uh she took uh I think Soder out for a while too. Uh-huh. She used to put a bunch of people up, but she doesn't really do that much anymore. But she also had this uh to. tour she did that I ended up watching like a video of it. Uh. It was like Women Who Kill or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like her, uh Marina Franklin, uh Nikki Glazer, and Rachel Feinstein. And it was the first time I had seen uh, Rachel Feinstein and Nikki Glazer's stand up. Uh, personally, I'm glad Feinstein is blow has is huge because she's funny. It's about f- fucking time. She's funny. It's about time, dude. She she she's well past deserved it. Mm-hmm. Now, bef- now behind her, who do you think is there's there's two people tied behind her in third and fourth. Okay, so you said it's definitely not Gaffigan. Mm-mm. He's coming up though. I'd say Rock and Chappelle. Maybe. Mm-mm. Chappelle's not even on the list. He's probably some kind of weird that doesn't even get paid. Just does it. 
He's he's humble. He's I think he's kind of like a just it, gets up and does it. <laughs> if I get paid, fine. Talk to my manager or something. Oh, I know who's got to be on the fucking in the five is um what's his name? Ah, oh, god damn it, Fluffy. Uh, his real name is Gabe. Gabriel Iglesias. Yep, it's one hundred percent right. Him and because Ga- uh, he because you'd think he's not that popular. Oh. You know, wrong. Well, you, you yes, you think he's popular, but you don't think he's like that popular. But you're also forgetting that there's a subset of like Hispanics that don't really fuck with comedy. That as like they're not 100 percent comedy fans, but they are 100 percent Gabriel Iglesias fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. So yeah, Fluffy's got to be up there. Uh, Fluffy is directly tied with Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham's still going. Yeah, he moves tickets. Well, absolutely, yeah. Like as as fucking terrible as it is, yeah, he definitely moves tickets. It's easily, it's palatable, it's yeah. clean. Yeah, anybody can like. You don't have the sink. No. Yeah. Dunham and Fluffy both make uh the um what I found was their rate for like a corporate event. Yeah. And you can expect for Fluffy, you can expect to start at two hundred ninety nine thousand dollars for an appearance, and uh. Dunham makes between one fifty to two ninety nine per appearance too. I remember uh, this is an old podcast. It was probably from about five or six years ago, and Ron White was on it, talking about how he, if he did a weekend in Las Vegas, and I think the total was five shows complete for three five shows in three days. Mm-hmm. He was walking away with a million and a quarter. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude! I would just stay in fucking Vegas. Do that once a year. Have just, a, a comfortable residency. Yeah. Have one day off a week. Yeah. Make like he could have easily like done that. Like become one of the, uh, you know, Carrot Top uh, did it for years. A casino uh, comedian mm-hmm. or a cruise ship comedian, but he was just like I would still wanted to just do clubs and shit. So he just <laughs> he, did. He was like nah. <laughs> and also, I think he it dipped off for him when uh, the blue collar comedy crew. It kind of just like. It's day and the sun was over. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, that crew dissipated, and he also made a fucking fortune off of his... Uh, uh, he, he, he married a woman who made a fortune off of a pottery business. Yeah. And then he started his tequila company, and that made a fortune on top of a fortune. Because you got to think. like Think about the other blue-collar comedy dudes. It's like, where the fuck has Foxworthy been? He's probably... I think he's chilling somewhere. Like, he doesn't, like... Yeah, but he doesn't, like... Does he perform anymore? I don't know. I'm. I doubt Larry the Cable Guy does. I think he does. I think seldom, but he makes appearances. I don't, I'm. I'm curious about Foxworthy though. I was just thinking about him like four days ago. I was Who like, was the fucking fourth guy? Bill Ingvall. Yeah, yeah. The here's your sign guy. He He's felt like, he had to have a fucking a gimmick. Yeah, definitely the lesser of the of the four. That's saying something when you're less funny than Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy, comedian, outdoorsman, guy. Dude, he's he he's probably so fucking rich that he can just yeah, his his yeah. title is outdoorsman. He's playing Indianapolis in next week. He's playing an amphitheater the following week, two day two shows. He's got a date in late July and he's got two dates at the Mirage in December. Do you think he actually comes up with new material or he just gets up there and plays the hits? I think a, probably a combo of the two. I wonder how much time he does. Oh, I'd say at least two hours. 
Because if he's doing two hours, he can definitely do the hits because people want to hear him. Yeah. Like that, if you ever... He could probably get a fucking hour off that uh, that premise alone and still have people like not get bored of it, his fans. Like, say what you want about how you how funny you find him, but his fans his fans will sit in a fucking seat for an hour just doesn't do the you might be a redneck thing. You know who would? Who? Uh, my father. <laughs> and, and same with Larry the Cable Guy. Jeff Foxworthy is worth one hundred million dollars. Jerry Jerry Seinfeld laughs at you, Jeff. <laughs> and like Larry the Cable Guy, it's like still the same. He can just get up there and just go get her done for like he moves and move for like an hour. He's probably just fucking. Probably does it maybe four times a year, then fucks off and does whatever he wants the rest of the year. Well, apparently, uh, 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 Larry the Cable Guy makes good money off of radio appearances too. Mm. He'll zoom into a radio show, yeah, fifty k, no, like for 10, fifteen minutes work. Fuck yeah, dude! If you, if you can do it, do it, man. That's Chase, sick. get that bag. I don't even get mad about that shit. Sebastian is right behind both of them guys. He's number five. Per Forbes magazine, seven uh, six years ago, yes, and that was this is six years ago. Sebastian Money. This is and this now. is when I didn't never heard of him. Yeah, by 2017, where the fuck did he come from? Uh, he he uh, he's from Chicago. He moved to L.A. in '99 to become a comic, not an actor, a comic, and he started uh, he started at the store, and he got a job waiting tables. At uh, a nice hotel or something like that, right? And he did that for like until I th- something until like 2013, right? He was literally a waiter, and like Whitney Cummings has told his story multiple times. I think she had him on his pod and he talked about it once because I remember these facts, right? But he he moved to he started comedy in '05 at the store, and he put out six. He's put out six specials so far. Uh, 2009, 12, 14, 16, 19, and 22. And these days, well, these days, as of seven, 2017, he makes about $238,000 per show with a network uh, net worth of 35 mil. He just seemed to come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? He's not out of nowhere. Like, I don't remember ever hearing his name. Well, there's a reason you eventually did. There's a reason you did eventually. And I'm also one of those super comedy nerds where I'm always listening to like what any name that comes across, any name that gets brought up. Like you, somehow he just slipped under the radar. You do have a reference to a lot of shit that I don't know about. Yeah, I consider myself a nerd now. Yeah, but you've been. Oh. It's just wild. I don't know, man. I mean, what good a, for him. But a nice boy. Like I've never seen any of his shit, and like for some reason I have no desire to. Mm. I just, for some reason, I just see like that amount of money, that amount of popularity. I'm like, it's probably not for me. <laughs> Cause all the people we've mentioned so far, I don't really give a shit about. Nah, but maybe you will now. Who, uh, who's, who's the next? You got all 10, right? Yep. After him is Gaffigan. Gaffigan, he's funny, right? When I watch a special of his, I don't get mad at it, but I never seek out his shit when it comes out. Like, it was like, a new Gaffigan dropped in it. Like, I don't care. He's put out probably five specials since the last time I looked at one. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he's prolific as fuck. And, like, he's definitely funny. And, like, when I... I don't... I can't see. But I don't, like... Like, 
I don't dislike him. Like, you know, like if I watch one of his specials, I will it's laugh. Funny. But I never like he's never at the top of my list of what I need to like. I gotta watch this new special right the fuck away. But good for him, man. He'll do like not comedy clubs, but bigger clubs, yeah. or he'll do theaters. And at, at those appearances, he makes between forty to a hundred thousand dollars per show. Shit, per show, not just for the whole weekend. But like, like I said, even though he's not really my style of, of stuff, and not really one of my go-to guys, yeah, like I've been hearing about him since I first started listening to comedy, mm-hmm. and like in the late '80s, early early 90s and you know what all the comics we like like them yeah and for good reason i was also like another he um much much like another person like we just brought that everybody gives their gives his flowers is uh larry the cable guy Mm -hmm. they said yeah he might not be for everybody but he's one of the most genuine and nicest people in the business, Foxworthy too. When people are that big, they normally aren't that nice. No, nah, because there's the rumors about Seinfeld just being a total dick, and some people that don't even earn that type of money that are just dicks. Right. But they're like, yeah, dude, like Larry the Cable Guy is the fucking sweetest pie. Mm-hmm. So, but um, t- kind of tied with Gaffigan. Actually, I, maybe I should have put him ahead of Gaffigan. Aziz Ansari. I don't find him funny. I. Saw him in recently uh, in DC in 22, I think, because some friends of ours got tickets as like a Christmas gift to everybody. Like, everyone, we're all going to a show together, yeah. And I appreciated the gesture, yeah. And I was like, I mean, I've never, like, I've seen him on Parks and Rec, makes me chuckle here and there, but I don't find him that funny. Yeah, I don't find him funny at all. I just think he's one of those people that just mistakes, he's like. I don't have any material. I'll just be loud and jump around a lot, and that'll be funny. The Dane Cook School. So he did about, he did an hour. He did about 30 minutes of COVID material. That wasn't good. He's not funny. And then. But he's another person, like, he's, like, before him it was Russell Peters. But Russell Peters is actually funny. Yes. Whereas he was, I he was on this list. Like the same thing I said about uh, Fluffy. You know how, like, yeah, like he's maybe, global big, and he also has Would the you fan base. Pass me a water, please. Also, you know how Fluffy has the fan base of Hispanics. Thank you. You know, like they like they ride or die for Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, there's a lot of Hispanics, but 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 with, but with Russell Peters and Aziz, the Indians ride for those two. Correct. And there's one point something billion Indian people. Yeah. And they're everywhere. I kind of want to sometime dive into some of the Indian specials. Because Netflix has like a, a crop of them on there. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if, obviously it's not in English, but if you watch it with subtitles, if you're going to get, if if the jokes are going to land with you. You know what I mean? It's hard to watch comedy with subtitles because yes it, it, it really really ruins it because if it's like they're doing wordplay or just like stuff like that you're, it's going to be completely lost on you yeah because it's fall flat their inflection is different exactly and, and like like turn of phrase is a little different and yes. i just yeah it's not the same it and it sucks because i was like oh, i bet some of these guys are actually are fucking hilarious so aziz is tied with gaffigan at six number six 
six or seven, some uh, six or seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Now I did the math on um, a Netflix show that he has booked at the Orpheum. Sold out. Which person is this? Aziz. Aziz. He has a uh, a Netflix uh, Aziz and Friends show for Netflix coming up later this year. The date TBA, but it's sold out. Right. Pre-sale. Uh, and that's at the Orpheum in Los Angeles. That's 1,976 seats. And tickets range between 55 to $111 a ticket. Oh, God, that fart stinks. <laughs> Is that what that sound was? Yes. So My cheek's clapping. I did $55 per ticket times 1,976 seats. He'll ma- If it's just general admission, the cheap seats, it's over $100,000 for that show. Yeah. That he's going to make. Well, if it's him and friends... He's gonna have probably have like three or four people with him, right? And they'll make. And I doubt a chunk. he's. I doubt he's gonna bring along some middle feature. He's probably gonna bring along some hitters. Or he could also go. <laughs> he could also bring some TV people just for the sake oh, of appearances, like I Chelsea Peretti shit. or some shit. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Like here's Kevin James. Like get out of here. Uh, like yeah, maybe he was a comic in the '90s, but now he stinks. He's not a he's not the same. Yeah. Um right behind Aziz is a guy I've never heard of. Maybe you have? Was this the one I when we were talking the other day? I don't think so. Like Tamor or something like that? Uh, maybe. Is he like Tamor or Timor or something like that? Terry Fator. Terry Fator, yeah. I never heard of I didn't of this either. Guy. I saw I think I might have seen the same article and his name came up. I don't think he's from the states. He's a UK. He's a UK Jeff Dunham, apparently. Oh, oh, so he's like more than just a comedian. He's also a puppet dude and uh-huh. shit like that. You know who I th- I saw on the, maybe if it's the same list, but another one of the lists of the highest paid was the fact that Trevor Noah was on the list. Trevor Noah is right behind him. And that's crazy. Like, good for him, but. So I had to, I had to do the math on a Terry Fator show, too. Yeah. He has a show. On this on this Friday, uh, uh, in Maryland at the Maryland Theater, uh, one thousand two hundred seventy nine seats, fifty five dollars for nosebleeds, and then there's adjusted pricing all the way down. Right, he'll make about seventy one thousand dollars at one show. So if he does if he does two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one hundred forty thousand times two, two hundred about just under three hundred thousand dollars. Not for a weekend. To, I kind of want to check him out just to see. <laughs> There's got to be one person on this list that I'd be excited to see. There, and so, so far, there's not. There's zero of them for me. Aside from maybe Gaffigan. Yeah. If somebody was like, yo, I got Gaffigan tickets. Do you want one? Yeah, all right. I'll go. And uh, uh, in in last place is Trevor Noah. He makes uh, about 75K per show. If he just, that's due to Daily Show. It's not like he was doing that beforehand. Yeah, he's not a nobody. Like he was. Free daily show. Mm -hmm. But Now, you know what else I did? Because I didn't see him on the list. I got curious about Tom Segura. Because Tom and Bert have to be up in those ranges somewhere. I ran out of time and I didn't get to Bert because I was curious about him too. But his show his dynamic or his his tour package changes all the time because he'll either he'll do he'll do fully loaded or he did like tops off or like uh 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 the fucking uh 
like the the amphitheater shows he was doing last year and the year before, they all make different amounts of money. He does regular theaters in the meantime. He's doing a cruise in October, which mm-hmm. is beyond sold out. I don't know what that metric is like. Also, you got to figure he does stuff outside of comedy. Still oh, comedy, yeah. but not stand up. Yeah, I, I that's this is also completely aside the fact I didn't even consider the fact that or I didn't even factor in these people's podcasts, movies, oh. TV. This is just stand up. Okay. For the whole list? Yes. Okay. This is only stand up. <laughs> Theaters, clubs, you figure Bert, Bert also had like TV shows. He used to have a TV show on the Travel Channel. Uh, he had that Netflix show. I don't know if it's coming back. I don't know. But he had that. You know, he just dropped a movie. Mm-hmm. So I'd say he's probably pulling in more than Segura. No. Maybe not per show. Segura's making more. Maybe not per show, but in the long run, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you they're neck and neck. Nah. Whereas Tom is kind of just your mom's house, two bears, and stand-up. Bert does mad podcasts and outside shit, too. Bert has like ten irons in the fire at the same time. Yeah. Tom's got like three. And he's hyper focused on them, and your mom's house is like not just one podcast; they have a whole network of shows uh, that all make money. Yeah. And Tom, all right, here's here's the math on one Tom Segura show in 2019 on the Take It Down tour. Actually, this is the math for the whole tour. He did 183 shows in a year. So if you're doing, if even if you do two, uh, two shows in one day, that's uh uh. F- like three or four days a week, he's doing that every mm-hmm. week for the whole year. Three hundred thirty-five thousand tickets sold total, uh, averaging between forty to sixty dollars per ticket. He raked in about fourteen million dollars in twenty nineteen off of just stand-up ticket sales. And I did the math on the seats per show. Uh, they would usually be in theaters, and it averaged to about one thousand eight hundred thirty seats, so just under two. Uh, I did, I did, I did right between forty and fifty dollars, or forty and sixty dollars. I did fifty per ticket. He made about ninety-one thousand dollars per show in twenty nineteen. Jesus, and that was then. After on on the I'm coming everywhere tour, tickets were between sixty-five to eighty-five dollars. He was playing bigger arenas. He went more places, and those are just stateside. He's been all over the world this year on that tour. Yeah. I think that tour is finally over. I respect the shit out of that tour, too, because he did them all consecutive days. Yeah. Instead of, like, normally like when a comedian's like, this is my tour, it's just consecutive weekends. He was out there doing, like, Wednesdays and shit like that. He was turning and burning yeah. in, a, in a private jet. He was, he was, like, doing it like how a band will do a tour. Mm-hmm. Consecutive days, consecutive nights where... Most comedians will just do, like, here's this weekend, then I'm going out next weekend, and take, like, the middle of the week off. It's funny, as you look at, like, stuff like that, and then you wonder about the comedians in your, like, top five, and you know they're not getting anywhere fucking close to that. Hmm. Let's see. I don't think there's anybody in my top five that's making anywhere close to Segura money. No. Nobody, everybody's chasing well, one Tom of them's right now. dead, so it doesn't, you know, he obviously can't, but. Uh, let's see. So far, it says that the machine has made 
thousand dollars. I don't think that's right. If it is, that's not good. Well, honestly, fucking theaters are kind of a dead thing. Right. And Bert was pushing hardcore for people to go to the theater and enjoy the movie and whatever. Re- really look at like the income on the machine in about two years. Then you'll get the real number. Once it's streaming, it'll the success of the machine will go up way higher once it starts streaming and shit like that. Well, apparently the way that the studios make money off of streaming is because the streamer has to buy it for them from them. They don't uh, unless they license it. It's a yeah. different deal, but most of the times they buy the rights to stream it. Yeah, and it's not even for like forever. It's just for a certain a amount of time, and then once you know like. Your contract's up with, say, HBO Max. It'll move on to Hulu and mm-hmm. then do like a year there and then move on to whatever. That's and what, shit like that. That's what just happened to the show New Girl that I was forced to watch. It was on Netflix and its license ran out and it went to Hulu. And now there's only one season on there. And I'm happy about that because now I don't have to watch it anymore. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> it is. It's just a fucking sitcom. A multicam. So. Yeah, it's just funny to see like how much all those guys make, and then just know that your favorite comedians are just still somewhat struggling. Well, <laughs> people like like Sam Morrill, Normand, and like the guys who can actually do like are they in your top like your top five? Sam is of, of all time. Of oh, I'm thinking of uh, he might be number five. Number five, you're uh, on in your Rushmore. Is Sam Morrill? I think so. All right, I like I like him. I like his joke writing that much. He's very good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And he's constantly turning out good stuff. There's too. just you know, the Rushmore is like the Rushmore. It's like it's your fucking your go tos. Like the fucking they can do no wrong in your eyes, comedians. He's definitely up there. Fair enough, man. Yeah, that's your shit. Go for it. But the the top four are concrete, never moving for me. And they are number one, David Tell. Mm-hmm. Bernie Mac, Colin Quinn, Patrice. Mm. N- they're not. They're they're not moving from their places ever. Jim Norton, David Tell, Colin Quinn, Greg Giraldo, Doug Stanhope. Yeah, Doug. Doug. That's my. Rules. That's my. Some of them will be dead soon. <laughs> Looking at you, Doug. <laughs> you can only cheat death so long, buddy. God. But yeah, he's burning. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like them, like they're not going to make none of those. Well, Geraldo's dead, but those other four, they're not going to make ne- anywhere close to that. Never. The close, I, the I, closest to making really, really good money would be Colin, and even Colin's like a cult success. But he's also got more things in the fire than just stand up. Yeah, he still does the occasional acting or television thing and stuff like that. I think he still does writing gigs too. Must. And I think he does, like, scripts and script touch-up and shit, too. Mm. But as far as, like, just, like, straight-up earning road comic, I think Attell probably beats them all out, obviously. Well, he works more. Yeah. He's 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 constantly on tour going to clubs. He needs more fucking specials, dude. <laughs> yeah. Definitely needs more fucking... What was his last special? I don't know. Captain Miserable? I couldn't tell you. I th- yeah, Captain Miserable, I think, it was, like, 08 or 09. Like, granted, he had a few years off because he was doing Insomniac, which was a fucking fantastic show, by the way. Wow, he's only 5'9". Oh, he's tiny boy. 
He's also hunched over like a motherfucker. I've seen him in person. Uh, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The last one was 14. What's it called? Uh, Roadwork. Okay, I have heard that. Roadwork, Captain Miserable, Insomniac Tour. Hey, your mouth's not pregnant. <laughs> and Skanks, Comedy Central Presents, and HBO. Yeah. The fucking uh, Insomniac Tour had a great comedian on it that sadly died too early, too. A guy named Sean Rouse. Mm. Do you ever hear of him? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, he was fucking hysterical. If you can find the Insomniac Tour, it's got some good comedians on it. Mm. I funny, I think Dane Cook's on it. I was, I think it's Dane Cook, Greg Giraldo, Sean Rouse. Mm. I think I could. Yeah, but the Sean Rouse was fucking hysterical. But he had like some real. He had that that uh, arthritis that makes your hands all goofy and bent and shit like that. Oh, rheumatoid, I think. Arthritis? Sure. And then he's also one. like a fucking complete drinker. Yeah, if you or a loved one is <laughs> suffering from rheumatoid arthritis, <laughs> contact David Hill. wonder what Burr's pulling in. I'd love to know, because he, again, another another guy with many irons in the fire. And he's living comfortably. He flies helicopters, for God's sake. Yeah, poor for funsies. Poor people don't do that. For funsies. <laughs> I wonder if, where is he at compared to where Segura is at. He's pro- it's a fraction, I'm sure. I have to say he's probably close. I I asked. Um, I don't think his podcast does as well as your mom's house. <laughs> no way, dude. Your mom's house gets crazy numbers. Yeah, I don't understand why, but uh, I guess the longe- longevity paid off. Yeah, seriously, but I don't know. No. That's all I that's all I had for that topic today. Yeah. I did all I did all that research while I was bored at work today. What time are we at? We're good. Oh, so thanks for listening to the Patreon episode. Thanks to all our patrons, except Kenny the Quitter. Yeah, thanks um, for nothing, Kenny. <laughs> dumb dumb. Uh the next thing we'll see you we'll in see you for the next listening party. The next listening party. Special guests. Much more silly gooseness. Thanks for tuning in. Honk. Toodaloo. Hit that intro music. Give it a dee 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 dee